Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. UFOs and flight logs. Oh my! Oh my! Can you believe this shit? Are we living in the end times? It's the uh, yes. I told you already. It's <laughs> always that's all, we, that's all that we talk listen, about. Anybody that listens to us knows that that's my coin flip right now. If Jesus don't come back, or the, the UFOs don't is get Jesus us. and the Anunnaki the same? Okay. Did you, <laughs> I, did you see? Uh, did you ever watch the QAnon stuff at all? Did you see any of them? Mm, no, because I just can't do crazy. All right. Well, it's almost like I'm compelled. The crazy compels me. So what was funny, though, is they would do these, you know, I guess they have one through ten of the QAnon stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, fine. You know, we know they're manipulating this because I agree that the central banking system is you know screwed us for quite some time and then they you know would have another thing and i'd be like okay yeah well that's plausible that's a little crazy that's wild then of course they did the pizza gate i think that was like in number five because i think that's the one you can't really find right now because they were talking about epstein and all that junk and whatever and then they also did the raid i mean they were like trying to hey we were uncovering things and it seemed neutral or whatever well what was crazy is that the end the end is where you're like oh i see you i see you but they had done this whole thing about trump was going to be the savior of the universe with like a stargate <laughs> that i did yes okay a portal did yes. anybody show yes. that and then i don't know if you could still even find that i haven't even looked it just made me think of it with everything that you said was going on now <laughs> I'm like, holy crap. Now, if the Stargate opens, we might have to download some Q stuff so we can go back and see if they were correct or whatever. No, I'm just, you know, shit's just They're crazy. It's, it's crazy. Just, it's just nuts. It's just, and I'm starting to think now that, I mean, there's too many people on the planet. They got to do something. This is the way that they're going to do it. This is the way they're going to do it. They're going to, we're getting yeah. gassed. We're yeah. getting gassed. That's right. They're cutting off our food supply. They're fucking with our water. Is that this it's, regime that's um, supposed to be the anti-Nazi regime? Ooh. I'm just curious. Like, because this seems like super Nazi moves. It does. Just without, just without the box. I love how the White House has said absolutely fucking nothing about the any, derailment. Any of it? Yeah. The UFO stuff, I don't yeah. have mainstream news. I don't either. Which makes me, I guess, crazy. Ugh. So I don't know who's Today is February 15th, 2023. Guess whose birthday it is today? Our good friend and probably number one listener, Tanya. My friend Gunther. Oh, cool. So hey, happy birthday, happy Gunther. Birthday. Happy birthday. Well, you know what? If this is our I last. The stuff you send me. Keep sending me. Thank right. You. Very, I love that love language. Of sending me wild things. Yeah, she's a good egg. If this is our last podcast, 
I cannot think of any other person I would rather talk to today than our guest. <laughs> How awesome. <laughs> yes. I met this. I haven't known you that long, maybe a few months or so, but I'm enamored. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm in love. And uh, I want to work with you one day. Uh, please welcome Dixon Normus. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey. Dixon. Dixon. Hey. I love your name. I do too. When I first saw it, I was like, all right, they've seen Austin Powers. It's fine. Funny I love story. It. Uh, I actually came with that, uh, came up with that on the fly while I was at my job years ago, like back in like 2017. Uh, I th- oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't 2017. It was 2019. I lied. I was working at a gun store at the time, and I thought that was just like the funniest setting ever for a person like me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a little surprised. I ran what'd background checks. What'd you do at the, at the gun store? I got the power to tell people no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope, government says you can't have a gun. Bye, sorry about so it. So you do shoot? No. Oh, really? You yeah, I, uh, I got let go for some reason. Like, okay, according to the paperwork, it says I wasn't a good enough employee, but like, I never been written up. Never been suspended or anything like that. I did. I came. I did what I was supposed to do. I followed the rules as they told me how the rules went. Was it because you're gay? I I have no. Honestly, I have no idea. Probably because I questioned their authority a little bit. Uh, That would be it. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. Because. Well, because like in Tennessee, like there are certain rules on the paperwork that you have to follow. Otherwise, it's otherwise you have to listen. In Tennessee, you have to do the paperwork so perfect, and you could you only get like two or maybe even three tries at the paperwork. And if you keep messing it up, you're just not going to get a gun that day. Yeah. And there were a few instances where like there were in uh, discrepancies on the paperwork, mm. and and maybe th- maybe things just and they let it go through anyway. Through. Yeah. And I'm just like, hey, you can't do this. This is not okay. Well, I'm glad you're not there anymore. Oh, absolutely not. And off the air, you'll tell me who it is so that I don't patron those people. Because that, because, you know, I'm all for everybody having a gun, but you got to be, you got to do the the thing about it. mm -hmm. If I got to do the fucking thing about it, you do too. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yes. And I think they also need to start um, when they talk about crimes that are being committed with firearms i think that they need to start uh talking about the fact that if that person had that gun illegally as well like oh yeah if they if they weren't a registered you know firearm firearm owner or whatever that kind of thing if they had you know broken all the rules they're criminal from the get-go or whatever because we're criminals, the more laws we make. I will totally cut this out, but which I we're mean, all about to be criminals. Are I hate if that people um, do not vote no. I hate that in Tennessee they don't you don't register guns, and I think that is just so bizarre to me. Like, why would you not want a name attached to a firearm, especially if because that then happens? you have a list of people that you can go and round up that yeah, you that can have round guns, their weapons. Up. Yeah, you can round their but weapons. They should up, have which is to, very. I mean, there should though. I'm not be... saying the government would ever do anything like that, but I mean, I I see your point there. You really but, don't think the government would ever do anything <laughs> like that? 
I'm I mean, sorry, honestly, did you not sense the sarcasm in my voice <laughs> okay. right then? This is America. We don't get rid of guns. We endorse you them. Would, would oh, I saw a funny TikTok today. It was, it was like um, rules of engagement. You know, if uh, somebody from another country comes on our soil, you know, what are our rules of engagement? And everybody's like, what is that? Uh, no, that's kind of why people don't invade America is because everybody's got a fucking gun and we would band together if somebody mm -hmm. stepped on our soil the and was trying to take over our country is now they have the technology that they won't have to kill us with guns exactly yeah it can be trained derailments yeah i don't want to tell them it's depressing it let's talk about drag hi <laughs> well that's depressing too now because they're trying to make everybody criminals it is so yeah. let's talk about the good things about drag which update that bill has been passed in the senate mm -hmm. um i do not believe it's been voted on in the house yet they're still doing uh whatever it is that they do i guess listening to people listening to representatives listening to uh people in the community um tell people how fucking ridiculous this is knox pride just had a rally mm -hmm. over this bill and the new trans bill that had come up for yeah, I had forgotten I was on a show. I was planning to go to that rally, and I had a show that I had to I at. did not go by choice because I had my granddaughter with me, and as much as, you know, I want children, you you, make, I just think it was not, right, it was not a good, mm -hmm. it wasn't a good place, and mm -hmm. I felt like a good grandparent by saying, you know, I'll go and support you from afar, but I can't bring her to something like that. Yeah, yeah, only because of how volatile it could have gotten. And you know what? I mean, that's what this whole thing is about, is a choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you can choose to bring... You can choose to bring your kids to a drag show, yes. but... Responsible parents yes. on the age what do you should think not... Yeah, this and... Um, so, what, get, what gets me is that, like, like, they're trying to make drag in general a felony and i think that's just so bananas to me because like a vast majority like a solid 80 percent of all the drag show venues are a minimum of 18 and up right they already have to abide by the liquor laws right by county and by state so what i think that people have confused daytime performances for nighttime performances i i think that they don't understand the difference between how like i'm a comic and i tailor my comedy toward different venues if i need to i can do clean comedy in the daytime do i think do i love it when i do that not necessarily because i feel like i'm hokier or less authentic or mm -hmm. whatever but i you know i have stories that i can tell that are funny and do well as as a <gasps> comic i just had an brunch. idea you know where we do drag shows mm. senior citizen homes oh my no, god assisted living homes absolutely <gasps> i would let's put this together dixon oh they would love it, oh they would love it. we could do a vaudeville style <gasps> so we yes. could have comics and guess what no well. kids we don't have to and worry there are no about children kids. And there's no liquor at a senior citizen's home. Exactly. No. It is a adult sober space. <gasps> yes. You just got to find it. some that aren't super religious forward. And most of them at the 
in the life are very but there's some that are fun one thing we could I do have, it for memory care yeah one thing <laughs> i have it. learned <laughs> about um and being um pursuing that death doula type of thing one thing i've learned about it is if you come up with an idea that is entertaining they want you there yeah because nobody wants to go yeah and do anything with the elderly at the senior citizens home nobody wants to do the bingos or well they have any kind of entertainment you do it because they do all that they have bingo and all that at least where bill's mom was because i hung out at well bingo. i'm talking about the ones and that maybe don't wine. have well, like the have, money and you're not going to make money there's one that producing has a, a wine show wednesday so the one that has the wine wednesday <laughs> of course a drag show but instead of them giving us you know the people in the drag show dollars you give them things. what if we do marijuana monday oh my god <laughs> That'd be fantastic. You give out little things. CBD for them. Monday. I don't think yeah. we're allowed to go in and hand out CBD there. <laughs> might mess with their medication. Yeah, yeah. I think that might be like no. Hey, it's just, but you could, you know, you could do puddings and. But no, I, th- I think it'd be really cool to yogurts. do a show like that at a senior center because, like. A vast majority of them, they don't have anybody that comes visit them at all. Not even family, friends. Well, half of their friends are probably in there. But if I put something like that together, will you perform? Do what? If I put something like that together, will you perform? Will you be in my, in yeah, my show? Yeah, sure. Yes. All right. So how long have you been performing? This coming May will make four years. Mm. How did you get started? Uh, go Audit? back. Go back like really far. With uh, me, um, were you a theater kid? I was very much a theater kid yep. in high school. It was my favorite thing in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated with honors because of it, and I actually, like, when I first started doing drag, I pretty much every performance is like an homage to my theater teacher. She, she passed away, I think, back in like 2016 from cancer, and it it just destroyed me like it took like a piece out of me Mm. and then whenever i discovered drag i'm like this is how i can repay her for all that she's done for me because she was honestly she was one she was the first like biggest fan i think i ever had i always sat right there by her hung on to her everywhere because like i was just so enamored by like the theatrics and stuff like that and then when i started doing like drag it just it just sort of blossomed it was really awkward at first because i didn't know what i was doing but where did you start um, so Can you tell me your first drag experience? I was in jeans and a t-shirt in very pedestrian drag. Like the makeup was just so bad. The makeup was so bad. Uh, I got my start in Sevierville uh, where I was actually born. I actually lived in Sevierville for oh, tw- yeah, 25 years from birth to 25. Dixon, mm-hmm. when did you graduate? I graduated in 2012 from good old Sevier County High School. So my daughter and also a comic friend of that does comedy with me now, I'm sure you know them. Well, how about that? Are y'all friends? Uh, we were <laughs> friends in friends? school. I haven't seen them in a hot minute. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so, a small world after It's such a small world after us. So, and then Justin Mays. Yeah, you would have been the name rings a bell. You would have been like a junior when they were seniors, and they did like, and then 
your teacher Sarah loved her as oh. well. I knew I knew then. I was like, you look so familiar. So I have playbills that probably have you listed in them. I remember. I remember two plays that I was in. I remember that I was in the Ten Little Chipmunks, and um, I think it was called "Let's Hang Him and Read the Will." I was an, I think I was more of like an understudy for like the when I was a junior, because like they really kind of saved like the seniors. Yeah, for like the, the that's big right. Okay, so which is fine, but I oh god, I don't remember what the name of the play was, but I remember Sarah in it. I can't remember what she was doing though. <laughs> she was just as old man. Yeah, I don't remember. So we dressed her as an old man, and nobody knew who she was when she did her play. Oh my God. So it was it was so fabulous. Um, I mean, I had one of my mom's wigs from when she had chemo, so I styled it out in a man's do and gave her sideburns and big eyebrows. And, I mean, she had a suit on. People had no idea the whole time they were like who is the old man, who is the old man? <laughs> oh my the god that's man? great i and love so, that um it was it was pretty awesome but that's cool and that's cool that you went to school with each other and then my son is rj more yep i remember him i do he was in choir wasn't he <laughs> yes yes okay because i was also in choir were you in choir i was oh i needed to take something i couldn't have a blank space they wouldn't let me so oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, okay, I guess it we're doing this. was a deck of two. I was not. I was a, I was the theater kid and choir kid. I, I didn't. I, that, that was the extent of what I did for extracurricular activities. So so you said you were very pedestrian oh, in yeah. your drag. T-shirt and jeans. What song did you do? Uh, <laughs> and where was this? So back in 2019 when I got my start, I got my start at, um, it was one of the open stage nights at this place called Glow Sky Bar and Lounge. It was right there by uh, Walter State Community College. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine from high school was the show host for this show. And um, I, I came out to Billy Ray Cyrus's Achy Breaky Heart. <laughs> Don't come for me. It's a good song. It's a bop. <laughs> but I was so nervous for some reason i was so nervous i gave myself an anxiety headache and it was no. the worst no it was so bad but man i tell you what once i got that out of my system it just sort There's of no stopping you nope what brought you to knoxville and so you're doing this and you're like okay i'm gonna try out at the i'm gonna try out the big big mm -hmm. clubs but uh the first time i came to knoxville for a drag show uh, my friend actually took me to see Clam Slam, and <gasps> I I was so enamored by what I saw because one of Which the first show was it 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 was it was May 2019 okay or no 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 it was March 2019. Uh, my friend Kaylee took me, and the one that stuck out to me the most was actually my friend's Geneva Convention and Johnny Deep doing the old Greg bit. It just it <laughs> sticks to you. It's awful. It's so good. And I was just sort of like I just sort of like fell in love with like drag kings and at that point and just the rest was history. Yeah, Johnny Deep is kind of 
kind of led that. What really Clam Slam in general? Clam Slam is near and dear to my heart. Number one because it's Siren Santina's baby, mm-hmm. and she's so creative. Number two is you just didn't see anything like it in Knoxville. Nobody was during that time really. I did not see that many kings being booked out. Um, I really didn't see that many kings at all there. Yeah, uh, I came into it very. Um, I did not set out to be a drag king, but my first drag number solidified that for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when I do the preacher number, that solidified. Okay, I can do this. I love be, that. I love I'm your preacher number. It's it's so funny to me. And now it's now it's just my drag consists of me making fun of the men that I see in my life. Is that what and inspired your Oscar the Grouch number? Because men are trash. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's that's an onion right there. <laughs> that, that men are trash. Nice guys. You know, nice guys are trash. You know. Yeah. Take them out. Take them out. Yes. Men as a whole, we're we're awful people. What's your favorite number? Uh, from you? No, from you. For you. Oh God. Probably my gay Satan number. <gasps> and Guy Fieri. <laughs> I, I, it's so good. It's so stupid. <laughs> Is Guy Fieri Satan in this number? No, or no, 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 no. It's two separate ones. No, I, ha- I have a gay Satan number, and I've got a Guy Fieri number. Guy Fieri is like the one of the most purest humans on the earth, and everybody just hates him. Why? I don't know. It's weird. His hair, his shirts. I guess. I mean, to be fair, like the the, the guy lights need to go. Like oh. it's uh, that's his trademark, though, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it was like his shirt? like goatee. I don't know. Both. And his shirt, his and flaming his shirt. I had to get one, and I rhinestoned it. I had to have one. If I yes. watch cooking shows, I cannot watch somebody that is just like like that. Like I like my cooking shows very subdued. Yeah, you know. Well, he had um, he was the emerald of his time. Yeah, on the Food Network, I re- I watched his challenge back in the day. <laughs> You know, so um, I didn't uh, hate, I didn't hate him, but he was a little too overzealous for me, like his style, but he was interesting. How did you feel about your Chris Farley number? I have been wanting to do a Chris Farley number for a long time. I just never had the, I just, um, I just never like had the, the, the perfect image in my head to do Mm -hmm. so. And the suit was perfect. And you wouldn't believe where I found it. A local thrift store. I paid like eight bucks for that yeah. suit jacket. Nice. Um, That's all my drag is, is thrift store. I stuff. love thrift store. It's yeah. so good. Like, like don't knock it. Because I, I, I have found several suit jackets that have relatively fit me well. Uh, I do have mm-hmm. one that I just recently got. I, the, the arm length is fine, but I think I need to have it take, like, taken in a little bit, which... That shouldn't take too long, but it, do you do your no? Do you do your own costuming, or do you commission it out? I have done all of my own costuming, nice embellishments. Um, I do want to have things made for me at some point. Not all of my drag, of course, but like I would like to commission someone else's work because there are several uh, entertainers nearby that are fantastic. Um, 
seamstresses and so on. Like, um, like a good friend of mine, uh, Dakota DeVille, um, he got his start as a drag queen and I first met them in Sevierville. Mm -hmm. They went by, uh, Nebula Majors at the time. And when they finally like stopped like doing queen drag, they weren't the, I don't want to say they weren't happy, but like they weren't happy if that makes sense. And then when they started doing like the male lead thing where, you know, know, cisgender men entertaining, he really blossomed. And then he really started like uh, working more on his craft and he's his sewing skills. I have seen him make several costumes and they are all. Have you seen the same kind of backlash with like when bio queens like first started coming out, which is also kind of how a clam slam thing Mm -hmm. as well. And there was kind of a little bit of backlash over it. Um, Have you seen the same kind of backlash with bio kings or male led entertainers? Um, That's a new term to me. The male led. Yeah. Yeah. The male leads. They, um, I don't know how to like, I don't know how to describe them because like, and this is just my own personal opinion. A lot of the male leads that I have seen, it just does not come across as drag to me. But that's just like, for me, drag is not just your costume. I feel like you have to put effort into your face for it to be like considered drag. I just, and, but like I said, this is just my own personal opinions. Um, Over exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the very expressive painted eyes. Yeah. Like the contour, the whole nine yards. There are some that do put makeup on their face like dakota is one of them he like sort of enhances his own little features it's not like like full-blown painted but he puts some effort into his face and he's one of my absolute favorites he embellishes his own stuff he makes his own stuff just a fantastic and a fantastic seamstress if that's is there a word for that for men Taylor. Taylor. taylor there we go that's the word he's very good at what he does and i've been meaning to get a costume made i thought him. seamstress was like a gender neutral term is it not i mean i know i know taylor is the gender neutral term oh and seamstress is the feminine well then what's the male for that then taylor (laughs) why do you have to have a different one for female though because the profession needs to be first i'm getting a different sort of things because the tailor it's implied they made the whole entire outfit where the seamstress it's like they alter but i think i don't know maybe they got together back in the old days and collectively said we are you know we're seamstresses and we all okay and if somebody knows different siren santina let us know but i'm pretty sure i would play a quiz game for money and answer it that way that's how confident i am i could be wrong but you know i'd i'd take that bet (laughs) Um, your title's in drag (laughs) your title's in drag um do you have any not okay so if you want to count like drag knockout winning all stars and the and in like a regular season uh if you want to count those you can but other than that no i have no did you just throw yourself you know into it all 
or did you kind of ease into the Knoxville scene? Like, Cause there is such a thing uh, we call it in the lifestyle, a uh, sub frenzy or frenzy, new, new relationship energy, mm-hmm. just that you, you find this new thing and you just want to do it all the time. Did you throw yourself into the Knoxville scene? Um, yes and no. Um, the first time I ever performed at, at the time it was called Club Edge, but, and now it's called Core. Same place, different name. Um, I went there, I think it was the Monday after Pride 2019. And my brother told me about it, told me that they have open stages. And I'm like, okay. So I went out and for my first ever Monday Night Madness, it was so surreal because I was not expecting to make that much money. I came back with a decent amount of money and I'm just like, what? I've, I've only been doing this like a couple of months. What the heck? And the rest was history. Like I fell in love with the place and I've been going out since, since that night. It's been home to me. Please tell people out there that there are ways to accept tips and ways not to accept tips. So as of right now, we have these beautiful things called blue laws where you can take hand to hand tipping that's fine we also have buckets that you can put money in if you just can't control yourself because we cannot take money from your mouth we can't take it from your tits we can't take it from your you know your nether regions it has to be hand to hand like there can't be any like you can't take money and stick it in our nether regions and so on and so forth it's 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 not like a gentleman's club yeah we're not strippers first and foremost (laughs) I don't know why these protesters think that we're like strippers because like if anything we've got more clothes on than any of those strippers have in a week. Because the only experience they have is from what they do when they're out in clubs that are tailored for cisgendered men. So they only have their former reference. So that's what they think is going on in, you know, um, a club that's doing, that's what they think a drag show is about. Yeah, no. And it's so, they couldn't be more different, but they don't have information. Like, I didn't know a lot of stuff and what y'all are talking about even now with some of the new terminology (laughs) and different things like that. And, you know, like I know a bio queen is a female at birth drag performer who is... Um, a f- you would be a bio queen. Yes, if I yes, if you're doing when you're mm-hmm. doing your yeah. um, drag like that, then when you're doing Colin, you're just a drag performer. Yeah, I just like to call myself a drag entertainer because, as you, you also do. Uh, I do both. I, I, I do both. Uh, yeah. cross gender roles. So as we yeah. all know, like my my king name is Dick's Enormous, but like I got. Uh, so like I first it all started with a social experiment because I wanted to prove a point that no matter how bad quote unquote you were on stage a queen would still win over a king and so oh okay I'm here for this conversation hear me out hear me out yeah so I had a good friend of mine um they uh their their drag name is porcelain platinum they live in Texas right now but back when they lived in Knoxville I commissioned them to help me. I'm like, hey, will you paint me up? 
like a drag queen and we're, we're, we're going to fool these people. And she's like, okay, bet. I'm like, and so I went over to her house. The whole thing was, she took like no time at all on my face and I looked fantastic. <laughs> I don't and know. Then, your skin's pretty beautiful. <laughs> thanks. I actually, I, <laughs> I use a really good bars of soap. I don't. You have to. I have yeah. to. Yeah. You have to. But yeah, she painted me up. We all, and then we all went, went to core, um, and I performed to, oh God, what was it? Uh, Cowboy Casanova. The dress was too big. The shoes were too big. I was a mess, but I placed top three first go around and I was dog shit on stage. Like I, I hardly could like walk in the heels that I was wearing cause they were so big on me. Like they were like a whole size big. And I got top three. And when they were like announcing the top three and everything, I go up to Sweet Tea uh, and I handed her a little folded note. And she's like, what's that? I just, because I, I didn't want to give away my voice. So I handed it to her. She opened the note and she was gobsmacked. Her jaw dropped. She's like, oh my God, it's Dick's enormous. And people were just like lost their minds. My drag dad at the time did not recognize me one bit. He wanted to adopt me all over again. He had no idea. And it was just the funniest thing to watch. And ever since then, Bell Bottoms was born. And now I love that. Still a mess, but I look better. (laughs) (laughs) So. That's fabulous. Yay. But I I proved my point. I actually ended up hurting my own feelings. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, damn, it really is true, isn't it? But now with drag kings being more progressive in the Knoxville area, I think it's starting to like show that drag kings put in just as much effort as drag queens do. And I think that's a very important thing to know in this community. So is that what the problem's been? They don't think there's enough effort yeah. that a king would make? J- pretty much. Mm, yeah, I I really think... Mm, mm. <laughs> I am in the opinion of, um, well, it's, it's, it's I'm just I know, right? I, so I, I just, I I okay. Tea. <laughs> I, I think it's because we're conditioned to be more accepting to the, the, the drag of the feminine variety because it's so mainstream on television, like RuPaul's Maybe drag that. Race. And yes, but it's also still a man's world that part yeah and uh who owns the clubs you know who i mean they're going to be under the impression that a drag king is not going to bring in the clientele or the money Mm -hmm. that they want it to bring in because we've all been conditioned that drag is just you know queens dancing queens at that yeah Mm mm-hmm um, and a part of that is RuPaul's Drag Race is 15 years of that. And you, that's all the kids know, honestly. Anybody who's under the age of 25, really, that's when all they think they... of drag queens, they think of, oh, like RuPaul or something like yes. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's all there is. Yeah. Even though yeah, there is. They think more just female impersonators, I think, more than. But male queens. impersonators have been around. Just as long, Seems yeah, like just as the long. Twenties, if not before that. Greta oh, Garbo. Yeah, it. I mean, there's actual a lot of 
male impersonator period doing doing cabaret and and it was but there were a lot of famous it was the black community that had that Mm -hmm. had a lot and were the pioneers in Mm -hmm. bringing that to the forefront yes here um i think we're getting there with uh with kings i think people are seeing now with you that we can be just as entertaining if not more so entertaining is it's it's rough still though i'm not gonna lie because like there have been multiple occasions where i considered myself to be better and they would still go after whatever it is the queen did and i'm just kind of like you're kidding me right now it's 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 rough right and here's where i'm gonna tell you and this is just the age of me talking is that mm, you you know you know in your heart that you've put out your best work and you know it's better than somebody else's and you just have to own it and you just have to go you know what the judges don't know everything and why are My you art doing is fucking that? fantastic i mean not just for the judges you know you, I, I don't know you get a, i think sometimes you get a lot more notoriety as the underdog as well yeah mm-hmm. i definitely mm-hmm. got the i've so there's this <laughs> there's this competition that a friend of ours does it's called drag survivor <laughs> and every time i'm trying to get roped into oh to God. doing that if, if you want some mental trauma then go for it <laughs> um that's the thing though i'm so old that all this shit's just fun to me uh, you are not gonna cause there is nobody in this world that is gonna cause me trauma like i've had in my childhood in my past it's just not gonna happen i mean you know if you don't like my drag that's fine come out have the balls to fucking say it though don't sugarcoat it with me you're right right that's what i'm saying right because they don't have the balls to do (laughs) just okay so like this past season uh i was in i was um made to believe that an idol was basically given to me because a certain someone told me that there was one upstairs and I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. There's like, I know you don't have one. Okay. We have to explain to Gail though. So at, you can watch the drag survivor on YouTube. Okay. I have watched it. So they do have the idols things. I don't know that much about survivor, the show itself, but they right. have idols that they can find. And if so they, they find them, yeah, they get some kind yeah. of perk yeah. or something so like any that. Votes, yeah. Any votes Vote for that off. person can't be, but yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. And, so it was like midway through the competition and I still didn't have an idol. I came like so, so close, but like it was literally just like by like maybe five minutes. Mm. And um, I was led to believe that there was an idol upstairs in the dressing area. My friend was just like, hey, or at least, you know, she's just like, there's one upstairs. I know you don't have one. I want you safe. Okay, so I went upstairs. I found it, and I didn't think about. I for some reason like I would just like took their word for it, and I later found out during the elimination ceremony, um, I pull it out thinking I'm safe because I thought I thought they were gonna try and get rid of me, mm-hmm. which they did. Um, but anyway, I pl- I play this idol and. Morphine was just like, 
who played this idol? And I'm like, me? Raises my hand. And they were just like, this is not an actual idol. So somebody faked, somebody on the competition faked an idol and made you find it uh, just so you could... Embarrass myself? Yeah. 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 See, it's kind of that shady shit, though, that I would just be like... I'm out. Oh, but I'm not I, doing this. Y'all are awful. This is not what healthy competition is supposed to be. I know one thing. It made the judges and the audience furious because, believe it or not, they do love me in Knoxville. <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing it sometimes, but like they do I, love me. I do see that in you, though. That it's you. You need to take in the compliments and everything that everybody mm-hmm. gives you that you always you're just They're like genuine yeah they are you're just like mm, no you're just saying that or something you've got to start believing that because i just think that i think you're phenomenal and i think that once you figure out that you're phenomenal there is no stopping you i'm i'm doing my best i am i'm do i'm getting better at it it's just rough it's a fine line between confidence and arrogance a very, very fine line. I tiptoe it all the time. So does Gail. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but I, I, socially, I got my revenge. I didn't mm-hmm. have to do a single thing. It just sort of all played out on its own. That being said, there were some people that were very rude and nasty to the people that were responsible. Mm-hmm. And I get it. But I don't endorse people being very like malicious Whenever they're talking to people like that, they're just, they, they have been told you should quit drag or you don't deserve to be there or go off yourself. Oh, oh, and I'm no, like, no, 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 no. I even had, like, cool. I had to make a public statement saying, Hey, yeah, what happened to me sucked, but what I'm not going to do is see my sisters in the, from this competition. I'm not going to watch them be berated and talk to the way that they have been because at the end of the day, it's just a competition. It's not anything right. detrimental to it. It's not going to make or break our careers. However, there were, I, I do feel like I felt a little like almost like a ha ha moment because like the following week, the main person responsible got eliminated. So I'm just kind of like, see, you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you probably wouldn't be eliminated right now if you didn't do that shit to me, but Hey, right. None hey. of, none of the people that were responsible. Hey. One. What would have been great though is if they had brought you back, like you know, had a oh, they would have been pissed. Had a moment where it was like you know, let's we look, make let's... up the idol rules and <laughs> we're gonna do a two elimination, but we're gonna do a two for one. So audience vote. You, oh my we god, can, we can I bring tried to back get... a kicked off idol. And get rid of two that are on there. That I tried to get the- Morphine to let the eliminated mm-hmm. contestants decide on who's going to be in the top three. And they wouldn't go for it. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? This is some RuPaul Drag Race shit that should happen right, right. now. Like, they could do, you know. But that's cool. Because they have their vision of their game. So, yeah. You know, they can do it how they want to do it. But I would have. That's Because like, it would have been. I would have hyped that up. And then. You know, the crowd would have came out even more. Probably been like, oh, let's see. Are they going to bring back Dixon? You know? Do you think that kings have to work twice as hard still? It it definitely feels that way. Because I feel like a lot of drag entertainers of the masculine variety, we I feel like we have to, like, 
show out twice as much like like more like more energy more rhinestones more this more that while some drag queens i'm not saying all but there are some drag queens that go out in some in very like pedestrian wear and people are just like yes like all this like and it's just like are you kidding me i think it has a lot to do with like um i'm a natural flirt you know by by just any kind of standard but when i do my drag colin colin loves the ladies loves so i just love flirting with especially lesbian women i mean my gosh i love it absolutely love it and they and they love me so when i see king drag that's what i'm kind of seeing there is how can i woo the how can i woo the ladies in the audience yeah there my my drag persona is just pretty much just like your average like dad just like <laughs> just like a, just like one big dad joke like it's just like i'm not the, i'm not trying to be sexy i'm not trying to be like this bad I don't know. Okay. Gay Satan's pretty sexy. I have you guys here, so I have to. I need your advice. I have a show coming up Saturday, which is comedians and drag doing comedy, and um, I'm very excited about it. I'm a little sad because there was a little controversy about whether it was appropriate if we were, I don't know, kind of disrespecting the drag art form. So since you guys are here i would love for you to tell me do you think that we are as comics disrespecting the art no, there's gonna not. be um uh males obviously this is for charity and, no it's for a show for entertainment yeah just entertainment purposes a traveling comic who's dr um anna leapley she does um uh, she has a road show that she takes called Comedians of Drag Doing Comedy. And uh, he is a little king. Um, uh, looks, I mean, anyway, you can look them up. And um, uh, it, they do that along with regular comedy. And they were here for the Pride um Knox Pride comedy Pride stage, yeah, and then they. I was like, you should come back and bring your show. So, uh, it was, you know, anyway. was it at Brickyard? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. at Brickyard. All right, I'm going to ask you this: Why are you doing the show? Why do you want to do the show? Because I think it'd be fun and also stretch my entertainment as well as comedic skills. Mm-hmm. Plus, you and I have done right. skits on yeah. drag. I've dressed in drag numerous times. I'm not new to, I mean, dressing in drag. What's wild is my, um, so when I, I got married, my mom and have... I dressed as in drag to crash my ex-husband's You don't have like a nefarious, shower. you know, intention. Like, are we making you know, fun? Actually, exactly. I would think that what we're doing right now is perfectly timed to show that drag isn't all about what, you know, the, to not villainize it. Like, I think right. this is another way to bring a, awareness that it's entertainment, you know, instead of being disrespectful to the drag community. Maybe because 
maybe I'm being be devil's people. advocate here. You know that, right? Well, this no, is not yeah, my I personal, understand. not oh, my personal feelings because absolutely. I just don't think that you should it's the gatekeep same thing that I do. I don't think drag. you should gatekeep any art, yeah. actually, yeah. especially when it's not funded by any type of, you know, but you will have some whatever. people that will say, Oh, well, you know, you're just going to put on a wig and some heels and, and, and really more, they're talking about the men who are comedians dressing in drag because you're having there's going to be males there too right yes. who, okay mm-hmm. so and they're going to have to do different categories yeah so it's stuff it's oh you're just going to slab on a wig and some heels and there you go you're a drag queen now well that's not i don't think that's the point the point is is that it's a show and you're just doing this this one time. Well, you know, I have yeah. a friend that used to do comedy pretty regularly here in Knoxville. And he is a cisgender, straight identifying male who happened to be a crossdresser. And um, when he decided to come out and he's married and his wife is cool with this, when he decided to come out, I helped him become his persona who he just referred to himself as miss james he didn't even you know i'm not changing my name he is still he but cross-dressing is a whole nother thing that isn't the same as drag and still you know i mean would this bill affect people like him and then that was for a long time was his stage persona and he went from being you know, where he looked like a, um, which, what he was, a factory worker. Yeah. You know, dude. It was wild. And um, it was, I appreciated that um, he was being himself. But, I mean, he didn't change his voice. He still spoke with a very deep voice. And it was very rough for him by the males who are now so woke in the scene you know but i'm like man y'all act like i wasn't around for stuff or whatever but that's cool but um you know was he being disrespectful when he was being authentic to himself and put makeup on and thought that he looked beautiful but i mean this is he thought he was looked beautiful I I have no personal issue with those that like to cross dress. Like if that's what makes you happy, let's like just let people be happy. Like right. Do you, God do you think that these comedians here are disrespecting the the art of drag? No. Or I think it's fun to put comics in a situation where it's completely new and different to them. How many comics? How many comics? Have been in drag. Yes, famously so. Milton Berle, Bob Robin Hope, Williams, Robin Eddie Williams. Murphy. Yes, who? Medea. Martin Lawrence. <laughs> All of Medea's movies. Tyler, Tyler Perry. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if Tyler Perry's a comedian, I think but he's done it before. Yeah, if I'm not wrong, even he's a comedic writer. Anyway, Mel Brooks. Yes. But, it's been it's, since first of all since yeah. the beginning of time back in the olden yeah. days when women didn't have any rights to be out in public <laughs> it was always men dressed as always. women in theater yeah. always women weren't allowed back in like the 16 Shakespeare. 1700s shakespearean times yeah. yeah women were not allowed to play women no yeah 12th night is about that <laughs> like. shakespeare wrote a whole play about it 
you know what? Plagiarized which, old, which is, I don't know. This is probably a good segue because I did want to talk about um, you are also a trans man. Yes. And I kind of wanted to talk to you about we have a running we no have disrespect, we have a running joke why? here. Why? <laughs> no, I mean I get when female when trans females. I understand completely why you'd want to be a girl. <laughs> I do not <laughs> understand. I'm just kidding. and and do you feel like you have a harder time in this world existing as a trans man? Yes. Um. So back when um back when I was growing up, I never really saw myself in a, in a feminine way. I'm just are you I, a tomboy? I, something of that nature. I don't yeah. really know. All I know is that I never really saw myself as a beautiful girl. I, I, and I know this is a horrible mentality to have, but I just kept thinking to myself, why am I such an ugly girl? <laughs> I looked just like my father. I looked, which there's nothing wrong with girls that look like their dad. Like that's not, I'm not saying that, but like for me personally, I'm like, I look just like my father. Why am I such an ugly girl? This is, and when did you start having these feelings and was it, it was off and on for several years when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I, did, I, I didn't really know any better because, like, I didn't know about anything because I was so sheltered. I grew up in a very, like, conservative Baptist household. So, like, a lot of the okay, things there, that, there it comes. Yeah. Okay. That, there's yeah. the root of the problem. That's what, yeah. I, I didn't quite know how to ask that right then, though. But my now grandfather I'm was, My grandfather's a preacher. My dad's brother's a preacher. My dad was a Baptist deacon. And so on and so forth. It was just a nightmare like when i was really little i always wanted to wear pants mm-hmm. to church my mom would tell me like no you gotta wear a dress da, 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 da. and i'm just like no i don't want to wear a dress dresses suck <laughs> like like it, it was it was a full-on battle just to put me in a dress and i hated every moment did they give it. you reasoning why or was it uh you know just do what i just do what i say yeah do what i say or else very that but it wasn't, that. you know, or did they try to give you the Bible verses that, you know, girls need to wear dresses because not, Jesus says not, so? Not as a child, no. But, like, the older I got, the more I got my way regarding pants. I'm like, this, I'm like, no. I'm dresses, no thank you. Absolutely not. And it wasn't until, like, how do I put it? Uh, there was I was in middle school, and we were doing a project on like mythology and we had to do like a a a, a something uh, like a project on whether it be like a mythological greek goddess god or like i went a different route i went with the mythological creatures and i ended up accidentally clicking on something that i thought was something that i was needing for my project but the the creature itself was a little more human than i really wanted it to be and somebody saw it and thought i was looking at porn at school and I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 I promise. Like, cause it was like of the feminine variety. I'm like, oh crap, here we go. And then I was labeled as a lesbian for like three years. And it was so funny because I'm just like, well, like, even though like in the back of my head, I did kind of like girls, but like, I never like, I really admitted it to myself as to like what I was at the time. And it wasn't until I got into high school and like all those reoccurring feelings were coming back. I'm like, something's not right here. Like I cannot deal with this. And, you know, graduated high school, all that good stuff. And then it wasn't until 
I was in my early 20s. I moved out after all the bullshit that I went with at home. I finally moved out, never came back. And I started like really thinking for myself. And back in 2019, I came out as a lesbian. I told my mom first about it. She's like, I'm not surprised. I said, well, why is that? And she's like, well, your hair's a start. Because I, <laughs> I cut my hair really, really short. And, and it's so funny because, like, my brother is also queer. Yeah. And so, like, whenever he came the, out. The preacher? Whole, no, my brother. My dad's brother oh, is a okay. preacher. Oh, sorry. My I'm... uncle. Um, my brother, he came out when he was in first in college. And he is the most... I, I, flaming is not even come close to what this man is. <laughs> but I love him to death. And my mom ended up being okay with it after after a little while. And then whenever I came out, she was just like, well, I guess I kind of saw it coming. I said... Why is that? She's like, well, your hair's a start. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And then when I got more involved in the drag community at that time, I began to see more people that were more like myself. Um, one person in particular, uh, their name is Hagen Pierce. They're, they are my brother from another mother. They are my, they are my bestest best friend. And they are also, li- uh, they're also a trans drag king and the more I got to know him and hang out with him the more the, the way I felt about myself as a person was becoming more and more um what's the word like put put my my uh, my thoughts into action so to speak mm-hmm. and then that following November of 2020 after COVID and everything destroyed our community pretty much um I came out as transgender and ever since then i feel more uh, no more authentic than i ever have felt um because like whenever i would be in drag it felt good to be referred to um as a sir mm-hmm. or or a, or a dude because like being referred to in a feminine in a feminine way was just like eh, i don't like that this doesn't no no thank you and when I when I finally came out as transgender, it was just like this big sigh of relief. Like this whole big weight got lifted off of my shoulders. I'm like, wow, this makes more sense now. I like the way I like the way this feels. This is right. This is correct. And I've just been doing my best to live my best life, mm-hmm. my most authentic self. There's there's been some troubles, but it's it's worth it in the long run. So where are you at in your transition? Well, I got started on hormones, uh, December of 2020 and I got, I've been, I was on T for a little over a year and then in uh, 2022, um, some jerk, don't know who they were, um, this religious nut, I guess. Somebody burned down our Planned Parenthood and it just destroyed me because that was the most affordable way I could get my hormones and, you know, you know, keep food on my table and, you know, pay my bills. And I've been off of tea since then. And it's just, I I won't lie. It's been kind of eating away at me for a little bit. 
uh, and I've been meaning to like do what I can to get back on them. Side note, you know, uh, the church at Planned Parenthood, the TCAPP, you know who uh, runs that page? I do not. <gasps> Ken Peters. Oh, gosh. Right? Um, oh, not this guy. <clears throat> My daughter, her uh, former girlfriend uh, is transitioning and she and... Um, my daughter have been going to like a gender affirming doctor. So I know doctor's visits and things like that can be expensive, but um, she loves this doctor and they are, you know, where you could call their office perhaps and find out what a visit may cost. And um, they would probably take care of you with all your scripts. I know getting the scripts, but I think testosterone is one that, you know, the regular pharmacy cards or you could get um, like for 20 bucks, uh, Walgreens. Um, ha I'm sure any pharmacy has a program to uh, discount drugs, like a prescription card. Like a good RX. Yeah. Kind of uh, yeah. Believe it or not, I have a good RX, but whenever I would go get my prescription, filled at my local Kroger it actually the the good RX made it more expensive hmm yeah they'll try to find the mm -hmm. best deal but yeah that's possible too different ones do different things you know um it just depends on what kind of kickback that company gets because I could get my I could, I could get the hormone injections along with the needles and syringes for under 30 bucks all together oh that's awesome oh my god it and the visit at the time at Planned Parenthood, it was like, mm, the first one was a little expensive because that's when you're just getting started. Well, did you go to the pharmacy to get that, though? I mean, did you have a prescription and you went to another pharmacy or did they fill it there at Planned Parenthood? Uh, they, they fill them at a, at a pharmacy. So all you need is a doctor that would write you a script. That Essentially. Would be reasonable. That's what I'm trying to say. I think this person would be. Because now you also have to have a prescription for the syringes themselves because used to you could get them over the counter. Yeah, you can't anymore, oh, which no. is wild because wouldn't that help with people who are on intravenous drugs of kind to keep a more healthy environment instead of using you the would same think. needle? But no, that makes over. too much. It makes too much sense. That's why they we don't got do to it. worry about drag queens <sighs> grooming our children. You know, I get you know? the need for regulation but i hate so much <laughs> <I know. laughs> over regulation i sound and i hate how it makes me sound like i'm a pew pew you know like whatever but anyway <laughs> i'm i want to win this drag show though y'all so okay what can we do to help you drag doing comedy I, you I'm have like have a, a famous makeup artist right here i don't know about your miss i don't know about that I don't know. I think it's well, phenomenal. Well, I also want to be authentic. I don't want it to be like I have, I went and got professional lessons to go do that. Like, I want it to still be like my authentic, because it's supposed to be people who don't ever do drag than yeah. doing it. So I, I think I'm going to try to stay as amateur as possible, but, you know. I think you got that attitude. That's what you're going to win with. Yeah, I'm doing the best song. See, I can tell you now because uh, 
it, this will not air till after the show. Yeah. So I'm doing Community Property by Steel Panther. Oh my Do God. Do you know that song? Uh, Steel Panther I've heard of. I don't think I've heard that song. So it's like, <laughs> my heart belongs to you. Like, <laughs> it's a love song. Oh it's my a, God. It's like an 80s um, power ballad. Is it, is it a power ballad? I'm going to oh. have to listen to it in the car. It is. So good. Later. The lyrics are great, but it's <laughs> my heart belongs to you, but my dick is community property. Oh like, my god! <laughs> like, no, you're the only girl I wanna. No. Can I steal that? When I'm not on the no. <laughs> My one of my favorite like just normal songs to perform to is "Animals" by uh, Nickelback. It's literally a song about fucking. Yeah. It's just. In the backseat of his well, of his car, it's great. This is this is a true love song, but but my daughter is community property. <laughs> You're doing pageants now too. I want to do a pageant. Well, you did but one. I, it was terrible. I, listen, <laughs> you know it could have been. I but I know better. I know better. I well. know better now. Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Knoxville Idol. Yeah, we, Knoxville Idol. Yeah, that was bad. Yes. <laughs> that, we're going to call a so, mulligan on that one. Yeah. But um, you know what? It was hilarious, I get out there though. and I did it. And I know, I at least I knew it was bad. You know what's great is you did your worst. Like, you, you did your best at your worst. However, you look how much you learned, though. Just from oh, that yeah. one thing about... You know, don't you know to look out for the elephants, but the mosquitoes will eat you alive. Right. Details, details, very details. that, very that. <laughs> and when I think, you know, I come from pageant and like so campy and like they're just like what pageant. The hell is this? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like you, you know, like pageant like yes. Miss America. That's what it was not sold to me as a pageant. See, that's what our comedians and drag doing comedy. I have a swimsuit. We have. It was sold to me as come and yeah, this is gonna be fun. Come and do this. They don't. They don't care about <laughs> yeah. your singing. Come and do this. That's what I was they like, said. Oh, oh, yeah, they care. Okay. Oh yeah, they do yeah care. yeah they cared a lot. But the cake situation was pretty cool. And I'll do it again. I'll do it. I'll do yeah. it again. It'll be ten times better because I know what I did wrong. Yeah. And then I will make it like the best. But I do need to practice it first, like on a Monday Night Madness stage yeah. before I take it to uh, to a pageant. All right. So you just come back from a pageant, right, in Asheville? Uh, okay. So or I in had, Hickory. Yeah. I, I um, So I think it was February 5th. I was in Asheville for Mr. Asheville Sweetheart. It was actually, it was my drag dad's step down and I wanted that crown so bad. I wanted it so bad. Like, it was what it was. I got first alternate, which is fine. I also got awarded most handsome, as I should have. As I should have. I'm sorry. I'm going to be arrogant for a second. I knew I was most handsome on that whole freaking lineup. You can't tell me shit. Um, anyway, so I got done with that one. And then literally like two days later, I get a text message from my friend Dakota DeVille. He's like, hey, we have a pageant coming up uh, this com- like that Sunday uh, in Hickory for their sweetheart pageant. I really like what you did at the first one. 
um, you should totally bring it to the second one. I'm like, okay. So I did. Um, I went with my friend Jared, also known as DJ J Reddy at our local bar. Uh, he won Mr. Knoxville Idol because he's got a phenomenal voice. Fuck yeah, he did. And oh. I was like, that's the part. Yes, that person should have won. <laughs> and now I know what to do. And um, so we both went. And the vibe that I got from this particular pageant was complete polar opposite from what I got at the one in Asheville. Um Every masculine pageant I've been in, everyone has been really supportive of each other, no matter what. And I thought it was just going to be like that when I got to Hickory, and it wasn't. I got down there, and the moment I walked in that dressing room, like, my jaw just kind of hit, like, it it just was just, my jaw dropped. Because there were so many um, cisgender men at this pageant. And I'm just kind of like, well, fuck, how am I supposed to compete with that? Because, like, I, I felt instantly, like, inferior because, like, what I do and who I am as a person is not like what these guys do. And just to me, this particular bar seems to cater more to male leads, which is, you know, cisgender male entertainment. And that's fine. Is this a queer establishment? It's supposed to be. Um, what? I mean, I'm not saying it's not. It's just yeah. the vibe that I got from, from the dressing area did not match my expectations whatsoever. There were a couple people that, you know, were really friendly to me. And one of them is because I knew them from several months before. And my art did not necessarily feel welcome at this place. I had more fun cutting up with the drag queens. Like they were more welcoming Mm. than the guys were. And I thought that was just like really depressing because Kings and and guys like we're supposed to stick together, you know, in this queen dominated society. But now I'm cutting up with the drag queens while y'all are over there stand being all standoffish by yourselves. It's like, have fun with that. I have theories. Do you have theories? I am not. I do not have a dog in this fight. I don't either. I don't either. Um, things have changed a lot since the, you know, my being in the drag community at all. It's a lot different. But I remember when um, it would be considered extremely toxic because the uh, gay men that did drag back in this time and we're talking 80s so you know early 80s 84 85 86 around in there and so um it was very anti-feminine you know probably some of the worst misogyny i've ever experienced Mm -hmm. was by gay men in the community back then so um it's a definitely a different era but you know they were very anti were the women were the male leads like around your age was there a um, big age difference or i don't know because like i don't look my age whatsoever i'm pushing i'm I'm about to be 29 in uh, this coming summer and i have no idea how old these other guys were Mm -hmm. they were 
I, if I had to make a guess, I'd say they were somewhere in their mid thirties, probably, which that, that probably checks out. So in theory, I, me and Jared, maybe one other person were probably like the youngest out of that whole group. It could be a location thing as well. Like, yeah. you know, where you, you to and, them, their definition of Kings are where they're cisgender males who are, you know, right. And just dressed up. Yeah, and, you know, Knoxville, you can say a lot of things about Knoxville. We are definitely entertaining. We, we, we're we a lovely definitely. bunch of coconuts. That's what we are. Yes. Um, but, yeah, like, like the last reigning Mr. Sweetheart was a cis man, which was my friend Dakota. And the person that hosted it was also a male lead. His name is Corey, Caleb, Chanel, and Mon, I think. And lovely bunch of people, but I just... I just, I was told that they really like to book drag kings, but the thing about it is, it's like, I don't think I can recall ever seeing one on a flyer that wasn't a male lead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know what your definition of a drag king is, but what my definition of a drag king is not what, not anything that this is. That's what I think it is. I think that their definition is not in line with, you know, how what we consider drag kings you know even though a cis male can definitely do a drag king situation, oh absolutely i'm not saying that i'm just saying that just like we think of drag queens we don't think of cisgender females we don't think of bio queens right off hand being a drag queen you know we think of uh usually cis men who are queens, you know? Right, and they're and they're taking it all from Drag Race. Yes. Everything like just last year was the first year that they actually had a bio queen. Um, have they ever had any kings? On oh there? no! Are, are you? Are, no. are you? Had any kings? Uh, Victoria. Okay, so, so funny story. I have seen more diversity on the non-U.S. season. Oh yeah, definitely. Like this past U.K. season. A bearded queen won. Yes. And I think that's just most uh, validating thing I think I've ever seen. Because we have some bearded entertainers here yes. that are absolutely phenomenal. But we'll never see them on U.S. Drag Race just because they don't fit that aesthetic. Yeah. That's what I think that the trouble is. So The only you're... time I've seen a king in a competition, like a big competition, is Landon Sider in Dragula. My idol. I actually yeah. got the opportunity to meet him uh, back in 2019. Nice. He was at Play Nashville. And me and the person I was dating at the time, along with my friend Hagen and his wife, uh, we all took a road trip down to Nashville because I'll be damned if I miss an opportunity to see that man. <laughs> um, very wonderful person. Very down to earth. Like, even though, like, they won, like, a really big competition, they're still a very, like, humble and, like, just normal human being and i think that's just so important because like some people like once they get like so famous i guess whether it be like locally or internationally they kind of get like this big head about themselves where they feel like God, oh like they, they, they look, they look down <laughs> well no like they, they feel like they have to look they look down <laughs> on everybody i'm just kind of like well girl you were literally like in this spot like, I don't know, however long it was ago. Right. Yeah, were, people were, forget where they came from. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's just the most ridiculous thing ever. 
I think if you love your art, I think you, no matter how successful you get at it, you definitely want to share it with the next up and coming gen, you know, like I can't imagine not wanting to talk shop with young comics who want to do comedy. You know, I appreciate that more than the gossip session. Do you recruit people like I do? If I, if I think that people have it just an inkling of like, <laughs> just like, ooh, I, I, I like this. I, I, I might want to do this. You know, if, <laughs> even if I just hear, I might want to do this. I'm just like on them. Yes, I have a hard time because Come. the last two that I quote unquote recruited, uh, they dipped after like the first couple performances. And well, like, you know what? It's not for everybody. I know that, but it's just like. I, if you're gonna have try more, drag, I feel like they should be a little bit more serious about it if they want to. You're going to have more that like the idea of it and will do it for for the first time and go, mm, this is not me. You're going to have more of those, but you're going to have somebody, that wallflower, that is so scared to come out and they just need that little nudge, that little push, and then they just become a star mm-hmm. afterward. And... the to me that's what makes it all worth it you know the other ones yeah they'll find their way sure you probably feel that way about comedians as well i do some i'm like oh nelly you know but oh boy some i am all right but yeah you try to have me come out and do burlesque and drag (laughs) and like everything that she does she's Uh, like come do this and i'm like you know i think it's cool you have your things (laughs) like you're allowed to and i'll help i just want to share my joy with with everybody else i love it i love costuming people i like that a lot i think and i like doing it but i like cosplay so for me i love that but i don't need to necessarily take up a space that might be there for someone who's you know better suited for it or it's their dream like i'm not i'm not a dream crusher so (laughs) i'd rather come support and hey dixon hey what what's the future the future is drag i don't know (laughs) no what's your yeah do you what's your future What's the highest yeah. drag thing that you can do? Would, would you like to be What's the first drag king on USA um, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race? I'm a little more realistic than that. I know I will never be on RuPaul's Drag Race, but that's what? but it, no, it, it's okay. It's all Why right. Why do you say that? Because I feel like I could be bigger than RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, I got you there, but I want to know why you think you could never be on that particular you know my like isn't that fame like if there was a television platform or would you do that for like america's got talent i personally feel that if they're gonna have drag race competitions for drag queens they should have one for drag kings like if they're gonna be like queens only we can do like masculine or kings only like if they're gonna be that way about it just that way it kind of like evens the playing field a little bit now, here because comes RuPaul, the question. Because RuPaul himself, in an interview, said that drag kings would not make good TV. Here's right. the question, though. That's interesting, you, isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't it? And yeah. Ru is kind of an older queen, though. You know, I mean, pioneer. I mean, uh, honestly, yes. there were the ones that got For drag into mainstream. mainstream. 
you know, even though yeah, divine really around. came yes. first, oh, yeah. but you know, oh, yeah, but it, well, my Dita, you know, yeah, Mississippi queen. If you had a drag king competition show, would male leads or um, men assigned as birth at birth would they be able to be in the competition? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, they like how do I put it? They've put. Uh, cisgender women on drag race whether like even though it wasn't the u.s they have put cisgender women on drag race they've put transgender women on drag race they've put transgender men on drag race uh even though it was queen um they put all they, they've put different types of drag queens on television and i don't see why we should like limit drag kings to just drag kings like mm-hmm. i feel like masculine drag itself should be allowed on television in that sort of platform ah so you just want to have your own show and i just want like enormous like i just i i think masculine drag like i feel like it should be just as just in as much of a spotlight as femme drag yes i agree i agree with that too now I do think that we should probably wait 10 to 12 to 15 seasons before we let them on. Oh, you're awful. No, I'm not. <laughs> before you let who on? Before, Drag you know, queens are allowed on your show? Well, before, you know, male assigned at birth kings oh. are allowed because... Right. Look, I think it's men will men we are we're gonna get in trouble for this. Men will muscle their way in however they can. I yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. So um And you know what? And I have to tell you, because at the end of this, in all fairness, and so that I can keep authenticity, we're gonna call these episodes Gab and Girl Time with Guys. Oof. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yep. But it's so that I can stay authentic because you're a guy on our show. And, and I had, um, I was adamant not about not letting dudes on our show. We kind of were at, at first, but, you know, because after, after two years and over 100 yeah, episodes, you know, we've proven we can, that we, we can we can open up our space Yes, plus, sadly, most of the comics that I know that want to be on our show are guy (laughs) comics, too. And they're pretty funny. The men can be entertaining sometimes. I don't have to, like... How far do you want to go in Andrew Tate of Gab and Girl Time. What do you mean? Um, Do you want to win a title here? I do. And then venture out? I am working... I'm I'm planning on competing for the upcoming... Uh, Knoxville Gay New Game, ugh, English, uh, Mister Gay Knoxville Idol, uh, not the not the idol. <laughs> oh my God, Mister Knox Gay Knox County newcomer. There we go. Okay. Yes. Um, my my good friend Austin Rain is the current reigning. He's had this title for a few years now because they either COVID shut it down or 
there just were nobody to sign up for it. Mm. So he won back in 2019, I believe it was. And he's just sort of kept the title ever since until this year. And you're so. taking it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you got this. You're winning this. I there's I have so much support to do this. Um, the pageant owner herself, her name is Talia. Uh, she reached out to me last night. She's like, hey, I want to personally invite you to compete for this pageant because I think you can, I think you got this on this one. I've seen your videos. I've seen, th I've seen your, your performances, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, you are, you are a very talented individual. I want you to do this. And I said, oh, well, girl, I already plan on doing it, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I just got to get a suit tailored because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to like on this next coming paycheck, I'm going to get, I'm going to do my best to get a suit tailored because I want this crown so bad because I am tired of doing open stages and not getting to judge anything, even though I have. Did all you find one at a thrift store? That would be my suggestion. Oh, yeah. To find I, one. So the jacket I yeah. found, the sleeve length Bigger. I think is just right. Yeah. But the suit itself is a little big. So what I can do is I can have it taken in mm -hmm. and yes. then find some nice dress pants and have them tailored to mm -hmm. me. Because I've actually got a nice pair of shoes to go uh, to go with it because the color scheme that I want to go for is just, you know, your classic, you know, black and gold. And just be like, because I love classic suits styles yeah. i just i just do and i have a ring that i was going to wear with it that my drag dad gave me for christmas back in nice. 2021 so i want to do that i want to uh, pay homage to him for all that he's done for me for my drag career and like wear something that he gave me and have a suit to complement it that's so. awesome if i get behoff i'm getting a white suit white and suits are so nice white suit yeah, and we're gonna have to put like Colin on big, and the cross and every the everything on the back of it. Yeah. You know what and I can see you in out the ass. Do you know what a nudie suit is? Oh yeah, I can see you in a nudie suit with a giant belt buckle that says CB on it. <laughs> just yeah, for, sure. for Colin Boutte, it, it just be just so ridiculous, uh, and I love that idea. I'm working. I'm so working on it. At Honey Rock, yep. yeah, yeah. I suggest there if Where's you that? off of Magnolia. I've never um, been to Honey Rock. They got and it's pretty. It's very, very reasonably priced. Cool. I have found several good pieces out there. RJ got a whole suit for eight bucks. If they were supposed to be fifteen, and I don't know if I should even be saying that, but <laughs> oops. Uh, but yeah, I don't. He, he was polite to the lady checking him out. And, he was like, wow. This I mean, they do half days. Yeah. A lot of times, too. too. So it was a Monday. So maybe Mondays are slow. So, mm. you know, but they have furniture, too. I don't know if you, it's things. where the old Ambets was on Magnolia. Uh, no. no. I've never been to Aren't an they? Ambets. Oh. oh. I, do. I don't <laughs> go anywhere. I go to work, I go home, and I go to drag shows. That's all I do. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to hang out, and I'm going to have to take you to to Amvets. And... Well, I'm free on Wednesdays and Sundays. So. You can have your suit as well, and you can probably match pants to your suit. Uh, Yeah, it's just, it's just a classic black. Oh, nice. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, then you can do all kinds of things mm -hmm. with that. 
Like when I did uh, Asheville Sweetheart and the Club Cabaret Sweetheart pageant, I had this um, this big white tailcoat that I got from an, our friend Barry Manatees, and I think I got like the whole set for like twenty bucks. And I, even though like yeah, the jacket was really kind of big in the shoulders, I liked the way that looked. It just made it look just very just this very like, masculine, very masculine, yeah. this very dapper sort of person and i'm just like i love everything about this but apparently they didn't like it at club cabaret so it's fine oh it's fine no they <sighs> did they think it didn't fit well or the, what? yeah they're like they're really big on the fit like and i get it but man they nitpicked me to death well you know if they wrote it all out, you know now things to do, and you can just look at it like a learning experience. And if yeah. you ever go back, you can crush it. Um, That's why I'm going to try and have like a more tailored suit for Knox mm-hmm. County newcomer because, if anything, I want that title because my former drag dad is a former, and I, I want to do him justice too because he was. He was always there for me when I lived in, like, whenever I lived in Sevierville anyway. But now he's just kind of off doing his own thing. But he's still, like, really supportive. He comes out every so often. I like that. shows over there off Middle Creek. Uh, There's, like, this lounge. Yeah, Glow Sky Bar and Lounge. That, you rest in peace. Um, (laughs) I didn't have a problem with the location or the bar itself. But, like, the management is kind of what drug it into the ground, so... It is, it is. Is that the last place to have drag shows out there? We had this one place at the time. It was called Ghost Bar, which was right off of the um, the main place. strip in Sevierville. Like, um, I used to like do before you get to Walmart. When it was Google, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. do comedy shows there. Yeah, it, it's what Boogaloo's used to be. They just changed mm-hmm. owners, I guess. God, could you imagine, like, a Hamburger Mary's would do phenomenal things up there at knowing gallenberg or in pigeon forge i I think they won't do it because they want to protect this image it's the family but yet they've got a dick's last resort and i think that's the most unfamily friendly thing i think i've ever seen had to do though that dicks they have different rules than other dicks everywhere they're not allowed to make certain jokes or be too lewd and that's all their whole menu i mean we did comedy there and literally just the menu was like dirtier than i've never been be there so it's the, the one of the so not kid friendly the one of the islands really fun i mean they have a lot of people there yeah do you know um, do they like kids in there yeah yeah because it's a restaurant so you just uh, more be- reason why like <laughs> yeah <laughs> You know? Make it make sense, right? You know, I it's mean, it's wild. But a lot of people protested anyway. There were a, I don't even know how well it does anymore. You know, but because of the menu, kids eat. It's all fried food, pretty much. Yeah. I think it's all fried food, and uh, you know, the kids. That's what they like, so that's what they take them to a lot of times. But I, I think that a lot of people come out of there upset, um, or they were different people know though because they're tourists from everywhere so Mm -hmm. people have been exposed to it so they either love it or they hate it so you got those type of things 
but they they could have an actual comedy club up there except, except for comedy barn you know they have hee-haw mm-hmm. scripted every night same jokes comedy barn but um yeah they don't and gallenberg could but now it's hard to do a lot of gallenberg's kind of just not as exciting either you know well because it's just one giant yeah. shopping mall at this point it's that's yeah that yeah but if you if you're a tourist you don't know that you know that because you live here right and they love it i mean it is all t-shirt shops and jesus they love it (laughs) and bears vegas is just gatlinburg on steroids right crazy yeah Yeah. Yeah. and our flea markets aren't any better there's it's literally (laughs) like jesus trump and pew pew guns like just no (laughs) it's awful yeah it's wild. It's wild that there's an actual Trump store in Pigeon Forge. Oh, is there really? Yeah. Oh, I disc- saw it on the parkway going up the yeah, other day. Disgusting. It's actually <laughs> technically still Sevierville, but right there by the Walmart. By the Walmart. Yeah, somebody made a TikTok in there of uh, trying to find things that were actually American made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, because everything in there is made from China. China. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. But, hey. All right, Dixon, (laughs) where can people find you? They want to see your pictures. They want to see your performances. You got anything big coming up here in the next couple of weeks? Um, We're we're big promoters around here. um, I I believe this Saturday, me and... Are are you doing the Kingdom Show this Saturday? Fuck yeah, I am. Okay, me and Colin are going to be at the Kingdom Show at uh, South Press, which is located on Chapman Highway in south knoxville uh it's uh where is it where it's across the street from like uh, uh i think it's a mortuary place oh like from it's by the comic book yeah. store yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy yeah. to it, find it, it's it's right before you get to the weigels on Chatham yes Highway. we support we support south press a lot plus they're yeah. not going to hear this for a couple weeks so <laughs> you will have already done that show uh tomorrow night now that i think about it tomorrow night you're you can catch me at scruffy city in market square for the transcendent show uh show starts at 9 30 10 30 11 30 uh it's only five dollars to get in and if you didn't get to celebrate valentine's day yesterday you can celebrate tomorrow with us and have a gay old time is it just an hour show no well or? well no there's, there's three separate shows like okay. nine, the one the one starts at 9 30 10 30 and then 11 30 <laughs> Um, with like a like a ten fifteen minute break in between, just so nice. we can like change and smoke a cigarette. Okay, so <laughs> it's the same people, yes, performing three different times. Yes. So okay, okay. I'm yes. sorry. So I was just like, wow, that's that's wild. Y'all are having three shows in one night. But yeah, I get it. I'm now learning. I understand. Yeah, I'm learning that too. I yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was that way too for the last show that I did that was had like three shows and they were like no you just bring a different one for each a different number for each show performances yeah yeah so then that way you know you're gonna see one of your like if I can't make the early one I can get there and at least see you do a performance so that's cool and you gotta talk about amateur drag night uh I don't know if I'm gonna be doing this particular cycle but if you or you know someone that's like that likes doing drag, no, Knox Pride. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> that you're so... the that you're the co-host of. Yeah, that. Uh. I, listen, 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 <laughs> listen. That 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 one did me in. Um, it, we'll blame the pie. Um, okay. But yeah, um, every Wednesday night, hosted by myself and my good friend, the Lady Victra, uh, also known as Story, who also works at the Pride Center. Uh, we host an amateur drag night on Wednesday nights, starting at like eight o'clock. Sometimes we start at like eight fifteen, but that's okay. We're on drag time, so it's fine. And it's a great way for aspiring drag artists to come, hang out, watch a show, be in a show. Um, we learn how to receive tips, learn how to give tips. Um, it's just a great night, and I don't think enough people in Knoxville know about it. It's good entertainment. And it doesn't, and have it to doesn't be, cost it, anything. It doesn't cost anything. It's a sober queer space. Um, and the thing is, like, it, it's not just for amateurs. You, If you've been doing for drag for like 10, 15 years and you want to come out and you have a good time, then by all means, come out. It is so much fun. And especially watching me flub on the mic. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't English too good. That's awesome. I should have. I should go tonight and practice. You should Bristol. I gotta finish a shirt. I have for... to keep him alive until <laughs> right after Saturday. <laughs> I gotta keep update him. on Bill. I've He's been still sick. All day. Plus, I want it to be kind of not knowing anything. You know, I know right. enough. I want to be completely surprised buy my whole thing yes you're not even gonna see it because you will be at your drag thing i know but i'm gonna come right afterward but to I your thing don't think i think drag. it'll be mostly over <laughs> i think that's cool yeah i wish everybody would come and somebody better freaking record it yeah, yeah i think daddy's gonna try to drag himself out but i don't know if he can you know i don't know we'll see but i have my thing i've been carrying around my um tripod to record myself more as well so. are you on social media there dixon you want to give I out am. your socials um i do have an instagram i don't use it too frequently i usually just like hop on there just to see what all my other friends are doing um but i do have facebook that i am very uh, very active on uh just look me up it's it's my drag name it's d-i-x-o-n N-O-R-M-U-S. Some people don't know how to spell that for some reason, even though I write it out every single time. Um, like at this at the pageant in Hickory, they have the they have these little like registration forms and you write uh your stage name, wrote it out clear as day, and they still spelled it wrong every single time. They even pronounced it wrong. And I'm just like, Well, what's the point of doing all that if you're not even gonna say it right the first time? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I am terrible. I, I have, have to ask everybody. Problem. How do I pronounce your name? Forever. I was calling Anna Anna because everybody else would be like, if you saw her name, people would say Anna Lepley is how they would. It's Anna Leepley. <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> you know. Where can they find you, Gail? At Gab and Gale time. Everywhere. How's your TikToks doing? Uh, you know, I've got, I don't have very many followers still. I think like at 400 or whatever. Hey, you're getting but there. I'm getting some likes on the comedy ones, so I just need to cut up some more. But it was very hard. I'm, I'll get it. 
I'll get it eventually. <laughs> I am Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on Fet and Tiki Talkies. Yeah, look for us out and about. Next month I got comedy shows. Yeah. Come see me at Maple Hall, like the beginning part. Yeah, of I got March. a bunch of shit coming up too. Yeah, come see me. Hey, and if you have questions okay, for us, or you want a sticker, or you know, you just want you just want some affirmation that you're the best, email us at gabandgirltime yeah. at gmail dot com. The best, yeah, and we'll 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 love onions a little bit. Yes, unless you're an asshole, and then we don't want to love onions. I love these stickers. Yeah, we're not gonna oh, love onions. Jerk face. This is my favorite though. This little pin here. Oh yes. my god! It's got this little. It's got, it's got uh, Braddy's uh, drag persona on a yes. on a lapel pin. I think it's the most coolest thing in the whole world, isn't it's, it? It's the teeth that make it. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I've, I like I've thought hair. about getting the, the glasses. The glasses just sell it for I know. me. Living my best Jim Jones moment. Yeah, the, the inspiration for Colin is. <laughs> Like you're about to sell somebody a shady record deal in Memphis somewhere. It's like, yeah. oh, you're oh that's be, just you're, the, that's the side hustle. It's you're gonna yeah. be the next uh, Elvis Presley or some shit like that. Well, Musically, like anyway, the, not personally. The best of the gemstones and the worst of the cult leaders. It's like right. wild. Everything worship me. I can't wait to have unveiled Bristol Dale. You would think Bristol would be a country singer. Now, Bristol's backstory is that he's named after the race he was conceived at in the winner of that race. Uh, you know, God rest his soul, Dale Earnhardt. That's right. But you know what? Bless. His daddy ruined him because he grew up always hearing how he was no Richard Petty. <laughs> so so he has turned his back on country music and he is pursuing his rock and roll roots. I actually got to meet Richard Petty. He's a very nice person. Super nice and actually an excellent racer. So, you know. <clears throat> so he's a little bit uh, wannabe. To our listeners, all nine of you, oh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, we're getting back in the swing of things. Bill's getting better. Um, I'm I'm trying to get back on a schedule. <laughs> and uh, well, and look. That's right, Gail's birthday's coming up, and she's made her space all great so that we can do new and exciting things, but, you know, it's coming, just keep an eye out for it. It Do you know us? That's right, and we love you. Thank you so much. You know what, we think, oh wait, are you going to sing with us? Because you were in fucking choir. What's your point? It's, it's the same as the out as the intro. After baby. this, I'm gonna tell you a story. He is gonna laugh. <laughs> so, are y'all ready? Yes. We thank you so much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Drag is art, and art is not a crime. Gabba Girl Time with guys. Bing! <laughs> <laughs>